The second point had to do with any accusation that might be made against him as an informer. I don't feel that I'm being a stool pigeon, he said a little later in the day, or an informer. That is rather romantic. That is like children playing at cops and robbers. For the committee had got him to name names, as they had Hicks, Borston, and Davis. Of these three, it was Davis probably who was most concerned with this particular matter. Reviewing James Burnham's Web of Subversion in 1954, he wrote, Those most opposed to informers are often intellectuals whose profession it is to inform and be informed, and who fight for freedom of inquiry in every direction but this. Now, those through the centuries who have indeed fought for freedom of inquiry would be quite surprised to learn that, under that heading, could come inquiry into the beliefs and associations of former comrades. That is a kind of inquiry we associate with J. Edgar Hoover rather than Socrates, Galileo, or Voltaire. It is true that the communists were equally disingenuous on the subject, since they would not allow anyone the right to turn against them in good conscience. It must always be a betrayal and have venal or other base motives. Two wrongs, however, don't make a right. The communists and the anti-communists, high or low-browed, in vying with each other in disingenuousness, combined to evade the truth of every subject they touched. I believe, said the once-communist Hollywood director Frank Tuttle, there is a traditional dislike among Americans for informers, and I am an informer. The aggressors are ruthless, and I feel it is absolutely necessary for Americans to be equally ruthless. Neither side wanted to go into what actually underlies this traditional dislike, not merely American, of informers. The communists were saying, You know we are right, so any informing you do is in bad faith. The anti-communists were saying, You'd inform the police about arsonists, so you should inform Hoover about these political arsonists. Whereas someone who felt the traditional dislike, without feeling that the Communist Party could command his loyalty, might well have reasoned, Tuttle exaggerates the threat in order to avoid complexity. In fact, there is not a clear and present danger of the kind he envisages, and it is quite dubious whether such utter ruthlessness is simply imposed upon us without any question— since I owe the CP no loyalty, it is obvious that I don't think the communists are right on all this. It is not obvious, though, that I should therefore give any information I may have about communists to their enemies. I do not wish to protect the CP, but I may properly wish to protect past and even present members of it. And I dislike informers because they are phony avenging angels— phony because their motives are seldom free of personal malice and perhaps suprapersonal vindictiveness. Tuttle says he is willing to be ruthless because it is absolutely necessary. That is phony. The testimony of these Hollywood people was in fact extremely unnecessary. The FBI had the information such as it was already. No, not an urgent political necessity, but fear and or the American over-concern for public relations was what made people like Frank Tuttle tick. In these circumstances, is not the traditional dislike of informing a better guide than the various rational arguments? We feel there is something slimy about informing, because there is. February 25, 1953, Robert Gorham Davis
The Committee on Un-American Activities met at 10.35 a.m. in the caucus room, Old House Office Building, the Honorable Harold H. Veld, Chairman, presiding. Committee members present, Representatives Harold H. Veld, Bernard W. Kearney, Donald L. Jackson, Kit Clardy, Gordon H. Scherer, Francis E. Walter, Morgan M. Mulder, Clyde Doyle, and James B. Frazier, Jr. Staff members present, Frank S. Tavener, Jr., Committee Counsel, Thomas W. Beal, Sr., Chief Clerk, Louis J. Russell, Chief Investigator, Raphael I. Nixon, Director of Research, Donald T. Apple, and Earl L. Foss, <coughs> Investigators. Mr. Davis, it is our understanding that you are a member of the teaching profession. In opening this hearing, it is well to make clear to you and others just what the nature of this investigation is. From time to time...